Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Football Frenzy. Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Fantasy Executive Corey Parson, my man George Kurtz, for the next hour talking some fantasy football with you as we count down and march down to Fantasy Football 2018. Today I want to get in a couple of discussions. Got a draft that I was in that I want to break down some of that and discuss that and get George's opinions on that. And also, I want to talk to you, George, about the uh, quarterback position. And see, George, because one of the things I'm going to do this year in some of my leagues, I'm going to pay up for a quarterback. I want to have a couple leagues where I have a big quarterback. Do I think I'm going to have Aaron Rodgers? More than likely not. I probably won't go that high. But I can definitely see myself being in a league, in a 12-team league, being the second or third guy to grab a quarterback. I know generally you don't like to fool with quarterbacks early, but I want to kind of find out which quarterbacks you think can return value or really hit that ceiling if you're going to pay up for one. Let me ask you a question, Corey. Now, uh, you're absolutely right. I I don't pay up for a quarterback early, but there is a question I wrestle with. When is it not early? You know, mm-hmm. uh, when yeah, you said you you know you probably have an Aaron Rodgers, you won't pay up that early. But when is it not early for Aaron Rodgers? If everyone in your league is following the same uh, theory, which happens, you know, when is it not early for Aaron Rodgers anymore? So when would Corey Parson, assuming your choice, you know, you, you, no quarterback has been taken, at what round do you say screw it, I'm taking Rodgers? I, if Rodgers is on the board in the fifth, I'm taking Rodgers. I agree. That's the exact – I have it written down right next to me, fifth. Fifth round is when I would take it. Maybe not if I had the first overall pick in the fifth. I guess that could come into play here. But fifth round is where I have it as well, where I probably can't pass up a Rodgers. Or even maybe uh, – uh, I'm trying to think of another quarterback that I might take that early other than Rodgers here. And it's not as easy as you might think because I think when you go after this – yeah, we're in, I think Rodgers is sort of in a tier by himself. Brady, I, I don't know if I could do it. Russell Wilson already mentioned his problem. I think, I think Rodgers would be the only quarterback I would take in round five. See, and I want to get into that because I want to break that down because I, I think the quarterback position is going to be one that's very interesting this year because I think, I think you got some young guys that will probably be drafted higher than they need to be. I think you got some veterans that's probably going to drop down the draft board to where they can be of value. And I think you got some guys that we've all drafted and been around and had on teams like Ben Roethlisberger and stuff like that for a few years who I think could really slide to pretty late in drafts and offer a value there. But just trying to find some of those top guys and some of those guys to avoid. So we'll spend a good amount of time today uh, taking care of that, George. How's everything else going on with you? I'm just going good, Corey. I, I can't complain, you know. I, I really can't. Uh, it's going to be a good sports day today. You know, I tell you, after uh, after our little show here, I'm going to cook. I'm going to fry up some cutlets, Corey. I'm going to watch some baseball today. And I think my wife, wife and I are going to do it. We're going we're to Denzel tonight. I like it. I like it. It sounds like fun. Me, myself, George, I'm not making too much noise over here today. Um, I'm just glad that I got this draft going. And my fantasy league tens are up and running now. 
and they also have a live options now where you can hop in there and do the whole 20 rounds live, you know, and put your team together for uh, for the, in the best ball format. I was going to sign up for one, and then I realized, I was like, oh, my God, I got to do the show. <laughs> Which, you know, it could I would have figured it out, trust me, and it probably would have been good for the show, but I probably just bring the results. Oh, we've all done drafts during the shows. Come on, we've yes, all we had have. to do drafts during the shows. Let me uh, – here's a, another question for you. And we, we all do slow drafts. Now, are you one of those guys who gets angry – even though it's a snow, uh, a snow, a slow draft where someone's taking their time, uh, I admit I am, because I, I generally I, I draft very quickly. All right, when my time's up, go pick, go next. But uh, someone's taking hours, three hours, four hours, six hours, eight hours. I tend to want to travel to that person's house and, and slam the laptop over their head. You know, what do you not know what your pick? What are you waiting for? I mean, you think an injury is going to happen in May? It's not training camp in August. We're waiting to see that day's practice. So uh, it's funny, and I, I know I shouldn't be that way. It's a slow draft for a reason, but even a slow draft, I, I like a clock. No, I, I agree. I don't like to drag to lag, but in May, I'm going to be a little more patient. Make a pick! <laughs> in May, I'm going to be a little more patient than to go to somebody's house and I'll bang them over the head with their laptop. <laughs> now, like, uh, make a pick! Come on, hit select! We all know who to take. Take the damn pick, especially if I'm next. That even drives me more insane because I'm like, you know, because they're gonna wait 18 hours to make a pick, and then they're gonna take the player I wanted that I've been waiting, salivating on for 18 hours. You know what I hate the most about the slow drafts? That team on the turn that kills the clock on the 12th pick and then kills the (laughs) clock again on the first pick. Now, George, that is the guy who I will go with you to bang laptop upside of head. Yeah, the guy who on the turn, who he takes like 10 minutes to make the first pick, and then all of a sudden it's 12 hours to make the second pick. What? Did this second pick meant something? Were you working on a trade? I mean, what? Oh, God. You're right. That person doesn't. He needs to be more of a just broke or laptop broken over his head. He's a baseball bat. Yeah, no doubt. That is, that, that is the person right there. That's the lead killer right there. George, you do any auctions? You know, uh, I fully admit, auctions are the fairest way to do a draft in any league. Football, baseball, uh, I generally do not for one reason and one reason only. Because I don't have 12 hours of my life to give away. All right? Auctions take one. forever. They just take forever. Now, I'll be another honestly, I don't think I've been invited to an auction in football, Corey, in forever. You know, okay. really, uh, it's rare. Uh, baseball, I get invited all the time, and I generally, for the most part, turn them down. Because, once again, I just can't give up, you know, start a draft at 7 and to 2 in the morning. And I'm not, that's not an exaggeration. Those things happen. They just take forever. Yeah, really so, uh, but football, football, it's rare that I'm invited to one. Okay. I find that interesting. I think uh, it's – I was just wondering – I know you play a lot of different formats. I was just wondering if you had gotten to the auction thing yet. You know what you're doing, the IDP and stuff like that, and the Superflex, which I think is going to be really hit a popularity streak this year as people try to plan out how to get value out of these quarterbacks. And we'll be talking about quarterbacks today. When you're in the Superflex, do you try to get two top quarterbacks or do you just try to go one and then get a guy that could hit? Uh, when it comes to Superflex, everything is out there. Everything we just talked about is out out the window. I am taking no a quarterback doubt. first round no matter what. No matter what, I'm taking a quarterback round one. After that, it becomes a little bit more interesting where maybe it goes back to a normal draft, but I'm going to watch how the quarterbacks are flying off the board. You know, you, you don't – Superflex are – that's why I like Superflex because the strategy is just different. People do things differently. I've been in Superflex leagues where quarterbacks – I mean, literally, everyone's taking a quarterback. Pretty much the first two rounds are quarterback heavy. 
and I've also been in a super flex where maybe only six quarterbacks go in the first two rounds. You just don't know what people are thinking. Sometimes they're just thinking, I'm still waiting, or I'm going to wait to see, uh, I guess, what their tiers of quarterbacks are. But what, what I do is I can guarantee you, round one, I'm taking a quarterback. Odds are I'm taking my second quarterback no later than round four. But I will have my tiers going where it becomes more value-based. You know, do I want to take you know, Kirk Cousins in round three or, you know, a top wide receiver that's still there? And there will be top wide receivers that fall that low. Alshon Jeffrey could be there, somebody of that ilk. And that's what it will come down to for me to be. When's my next pick? How many quarterbacks are left that I like? Because what we always say, the reason why we say well, you don't draft a quarterback in, uh, in one quarterback leagues where you wait is because, yes, Aaron Rodgers is going to score, you know, three, 400 points. Uh, so he's sort of an, uh, a thing of his own. But the, the other 10 quarterbacks that are next are all going to score about the same amount. Whether you get the, the second guy or the 11th guy, the difference may be 60 points, which you can do the math. There's three, four points a week. You know, that, that's why you, we don't go quarterback crazy. But in a super flex league, now you're talking two quarterbacks you've got to take. That difference is greater because now you're going from a difference between quarterback two and quarterback 24. That difference could be 100 points. And then the point, the point differential is greater. You're talking about 10, 12 points a week. That's going to decide a lot of your weeks. So that's why I will go. Uh, I'll be much more likely to go quarterback crazy, and it's not against my, uh, you know, my constitution to take quarterbacks in rounds one and round two if I feel there are two great quarterbacks there. I like that strategy right there. So go ahead and grab those quarterbacks, and the board shakes out totally different when you get into the super flex. But like you say, those quarterbacks can make a difference in your weekly scoring. And that's kind of the reason why I'm like, you know what, let me see what I can do, especially in the league that I play in that awards six points for the touchdown pass. I want to Oh, that, to that's cr- then, then it's definitely quarterbacks one and two, by the way. <laughs> six point t- touchdowns. I'm taking quarterbacks in round one and round two. The difference will be even greater. Yeah, no doubt. You're, you're, you're correct about that, George, because those quarterbacks are going to dry up quick. And if you get caught on the back end of that run, you can definitely be in trouble. You don't want to go into the season with Andy Dalton and Mitch Trubisky. Now, with that being said, I think we all can agree that Aaron Rodgers is still the top quarterback in fantasy. You know, really still no running game to speak of. Aaron Rodgers is going to run around, throw the football. He'll give you a couple of rushing touchdowns this season. The weapon's not intact like they have been in years in the past. But obviously, Devontae Adams can get the job done. So can Randall Cobb. And uh, the uh, the young man, Ty Montgomery, rumored to be moving back to wide receiver this year. I like I like Devontae Adams a lot this year. I think Aaron Rodgers is the number one running back. I Excuse me, number one quarterback. But like I said, fifth round, I'll pull that, that, that trigger. Fourth round, maybe a little bit still too rich for me. Now, second guy off the board, I'm looking at the Fantasy Pros rankings, um, consensus rankings, the early consensus rankings on FantasyPros.com. They have Russell Wilson as the second-ranked quarterback. I think Seattle has more of a running game, but one thing I do like about Russell Wilson and why I do agree he's the second quarterback, he can do it all. He can take over a game, put a team on his back, and carry the load. I don't think anybody can argue with Russell Wilson. He doesn't need an offense around him. You've seen what he's done. I mean, you've just seen what he's done. Did he account for every one but one of Seattle's touchdowns last year? That's an inc- and when I say Diddy, I mean he did. All right, uh, that's an incredible, incredible number for what Russell Wilson did. And now he's a second baseman for the New York Yankees too. I mean, things just getting. He's the best quarterback in New York as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at ESPN's rankings there. They have Russell Wilson third. So I'll let you know that two different rankings have him up there, top three. Uh, okay. I guess the only question is, would you take Tom Brady above him? And I think Brady has some issues of his own. Like I said, Man- he lost uh, Nate Solder, the offensive lineman. You know, they did uh, give him Sony Michelle a top running back for the first time. His wide receiver core is back to being a whole bunch of, 
I guess nobody's is too mean, but outside of Julian Edelman, it's pretty much what it is. Uh, with Hogan, uh, Mitchell, you know, I don't know if anybody's really thrilled about these guys. So it really comes down to what do you want more. I'd probably go Wilson number two as well because I'll take the rushing yards. I like the fact that he can extend a play. But I worry about Wilson with you know the receivers. Now, I don't worry about Wilson. I worry about his receivers. Outside of Baldwin, there's not a lot like uh, not yeah not a lot there to like. Yeah, that's a problem. And no Jimmy Graham this year, too, for those easy touchdowns. Right. I mean, we can knock Graham all we want. What he was good at was in the end zone doing the jump ball. He's always been good at that, sort of what Des Bryant was good at as well. And he's not there anymore. You know, and it's not like they had a great replacement for him. You know, so they didn't really replace any of these guys, which is why I'm worried about him. I mean, Ed Dixon's your tight end. All right, I know he had some big uh, games with Cam Newton last year. Okay, but really it's Ed Dixon, boys and girls. The, the wide receiver core after Baldwin, Lockett, Brown, uh, Darbo, Marcus Jones, yay. You know, Rashad Penny, I mean, there's still going to be an awful lot of heat on Russell Wilson to get the job done. Maybe Penny's a better running back uh, than I think he is. I think he's a good back, and he's a big back, so I understand he's his own blocker, which he's going to need to be because when defensive linemen hitting you in the backfield, you better be able to get past the first guy. Yeah, no doubt about it, especially with the way that old line has been shaped up. So let me ask you this. Russell Wilson in the fifth? No, I, will. I think Aaron Rodgers is the only quarterback I would take. Like I said, if it fell to me where I could take anybody in round five, be Aaron Rodgers. I, I think I, – look, I'm looking at this list now. I mean, there are quarterbacks I like, but I, I don't think there's a huge difference between Brady, Wilson, you know, Carson Wentz. We don't even know when he's going to play. Cam Newton, Drew – even Drew Brees, whose numbers came down last year. I'll wait. You know, I may want more – I may not wait till round 12, but I'm thinking more round eight, round nine is when I'll really start to think about taking a quarterback with every uh, – only taking one. But with each pick, that's when I'll be starting to think about taking a quarterback. So I'm round eight. See, Tom Brady's the guy that's not really on my board. You know, he would have to really have a tremendous fall. I just don't – I don't know. I'm just not this, – this is, this is, he's aging. We started to see some cracks towards the end of last year. I'm not going to invest that – that that kind of draft stock in a 41-year-old quarterback. Is he the GOAT? Quite possibly. Can he be the league MVP? Quite possibly. I'm just not paying for it. A lot of crap going on around in New England, too. He's not showing up to the offseason program, so he wants to spend more time with his family, which I get. But, you know, I think if Brady would have retired, Gronk would have retired, too, by the way. I think these guys are uh, really just not all that happy what's going on there. We, you know, hear Brady, he doesn't feel respected. I, in some ways, I think that's silly, but I understand where he, I think where he's going with this as well is he takes such a pay cut. You know, he's only making ten, twelve million a year. Where, listen, you and I both know he could easily make thirty plus if he wanted to really force the issue here. But he wants a great team around him. I think he's mad that you know Nate Solder went, so he lost the protection here. Maybe I don't know if he's mad about Cooks or if he's part of Cooks not being there. Uh, they wasn't getting along there, but I think he sees his weapons once again have been decreased around him. He's wondering where where's this money I'm not getting? Where's it going to? I think that's mm-hmm. a part of his problem here, that he wants to be, uh, I guess he wants to be put on that pedestal, which, let's face it, he is. But I think he also realizes that Belichick believes he can pretty much win with anybody, including the uh, departed Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Maybe Tom Brady shouldn't do so much complaining after he made sure that Jimmy Garoppolo was somebody that he didn't have to worry with in, about in the 2018 season, because I'm quite sure Bill Belichick would have liked to have Garoppolo in tow. That would have made it very interesting 
uh, this upcoming year. But yeah, so so far out that first tier, I guess we'll call it. I like Russell Wilson. I think Russell Wilson's the guy. More than likely, I'm not going to pay the price for Rodgers because he'll probably go a little bit too early in that third, fourth round range. Me, myself, personally, if I can catch Russell sitting there in five, four, well, not four, but more or less in five, I think he's the type of player I wouldn't mind being the second guy to go grab a quarterback because, like you said, more weapons, and you want to see them run the football more. No, they're trying to do that, but still, Russell Wilson is the type of player that can handle the load on his own. Everybody's writing the Seattle off, and I get why teams in that division have improved and we start to see a little bit of crack in that Seattle defense. I just think Russell Wilson is a player still at the top of his game. And George, I think he very well could win a league MVP if the team could just sneak into the playoffs in that rough division. Oh, it would shock me. I, I said it before, I would have voted for him last year. If they got in, I thought he deserved it. Deserved it more than Wentz, who ended up getting hurt anyway. Deserved it more than Brady, you know, uh, because of what he has around him, which wasn't much. I thought, well, I said, and I think he still deserved to be in consideration for it. I just wouldn't have voted for him. You know, I think he, but he still deserved, I think he deserved to be top five just because of what he brings to the team. He's a fantastic athlete. You know, when you make, I make the baseball joke earlier, but it lets you know he's a fantastic athlete of what he can do. You know, so I'm a big Russell Wilson fan for what, as long as he's not playing Dallas, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan. I agree with you 100% on that one. As long as he's not going against my Dallas Cowboys, he's the player that I'll be rooting for. We come back on the other side. Got some young quarterbacks to get into and discuss. Also, some quarterbacks on the move and some new offensive coordinators. We're discussing quarterbacks right here on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Fantasy Football Frenzy, FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, and George Kurtz get the weekend edition rolling. 844-843-6879 if you want to get in. Oh, excuse me. 844-843-6879 if you want to get involved with the program. We'll be taking your questions as we discuss quarterbacks today because George is going to help me figure out who the quarterbacks I want to own on my fantasy teams this year. And I'll start the second tier as it has it broken down right here on Fantasy Pros with um the um quite interesting guy and a guy that I'm probably going to own probably on multiple teams a player I I was the highest guy on him last year I also did not own him anywhere now and it ended up not really costing me because the young man got hurt but Kurtz I love Deshaun Watson I was the high man on Deshaun Watson coming out of Clemson I didn't own him on any fantasy teams last year or any redrafts so I didn't get those great games to start the season. I understand he's coming off the ACL, but I am absolutely in love with Deshaun Watson, and I think Deshaun Watson is a player I'm going to invest in. The price is going to be heavy in some cases, 
but Deshaun Watson is going to be on some of my fancy teams this year, George. How do you feel about Watson coming off the ACL? Well, I think that second to last statement you made is the problem. The price is going to be heavy. Yeah, no, he's not sneaking up on anybody. You know, we're all waiting for him. Uh, if you're a football fan, him going down with the ACL injury last year was terrible. I mean, that was one of the, worst, uh, was one of the most heartbreaking things of all of the whole season. I mean, it, it just was. He got he probably got hurt in the Seattle game. It looks like then he uh, you know finally ended it in practice that week. Uh, because listen, if you're a football fan, you know, I understand we all want our teams to win. You know, if you're a Cowboy fan, Eagles, whatever it is, but you know, you also want to see great players play. And to see this kid come out and perform the way he was performing, I mean, it was fun to watch. You know, I remember being in studio uh, one week doing uh, fantasy football live. It's, it's hard to talk because you're watching Deshaun Watson play. You know, he was playing great. <laughs> he was fun to watch. You know, it, it gets, sometimes you get caught up watching the games and not realizing, hey, you got to talk for a living. So, uh, you know, I, you want to see Watson succeed. Uh, I'm not going to be – he probably won't be on my teams because, once again, I, I – I'm not going to draft a quarterback early, and the ACL will worry me somewhat. He is a, a mobile quarterback who needs that injury to heal. That being said, I think I think it will. Uh, I, I've had the ACL injury. I've torn my ACL. I would have been re- ready and healed. I was ready to play in eight months. You know, he's had much better doctors than I did, or much better rehab for that matter. He'll certainly be ready. And I'm not really all that worried about Carson Wentz either, by the way, just to throw that out there. But uh, I said I love the talent. I know DeAndre Hopkins certainly wants him back. You know, I think he makes uh, Fuller uh, a better player as well. Uh, that being said, the only reason I won't have him is I won't take a quarterback in, let's say, round six, round sevens, where I think he's going to go. If he falls, like I said, I, I'll probably start thinking about a quarterback in most leagues around round eight. If he happens to fall there where everyone waited, then yes, he'd be somebody I would target. I think he's legit. Uh, I might worry a little bit, once again, about the ACL, about he's only played four games, that sort of thing. Sure, but I think he, uh, he's a legit talent with legit talent around him. So uh, I think it's going to be a very good team, and uh, I think Watson's going to be maybe not quite the player he was last year because he was fantastic for a while, but I think he's going to be a fun player to watch. Yeah, no doubt about it. Looking forward to having Watson on some teams this year. Hopefully that price does not get too carried away. You hit the nail on the head with that one, George. Up next, I want to talk about Cam Newton. Fantasy owners are all over the place with Cam Newton. The year when Cam Newton won the MVP, I took him in the 20th round of a draft. The next year, he jumped up to the second round of drafts. I wanted no parts of him. And, of course, he responded fittingly. Last year kind of came somewhere in the middle. What I worry about with Cam Newton, George, this year is North Turner. Cam Newton learning a new offense. Listen, nobody's really going to keep Cam in the pocket. He's going to get out and do his thing. I look at the weapons on the outside, and I'm not too impressed. I think McCaffrey's a nice piece, you know. But other than that, I'm like, ugh, Cam Newton is kind of tough. It's like the numbers are going to be there in the end, but sometimes it's like a train wreck watching it. <laughs> That's It's accurate. Uh, Cam Newton is not a good quarterback. He's a great athlete. Yeah, you watch him. You, know, you need him to run. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that's the only thing he's good for, but that's where his fantasy value is. In the fact, he's going to run 50, 60 yards a game, add you that uh, rushing touchdown, and then if he throws one, you've had a great day. You know, that's what you really want out of Cam. His accuracy as far as throwing is so-so at best. It gets a little better now. They have McCaffrey because we get a lot of short throws out of the backfield. He's the kind of guy where round eight, if he's there, I'm taking him. Because I do think it's a bargain in round eight, but I think some, will, some people will grab him a little earlier than that. Uh, he scares the life out of me because, like I said, he's not a very good, you know, he's not a very good throwing quarterback. He's not going to hit the wide open guy all the time. I know they added him some more weapons here, but probably not enough. I, I, w- I wonder what he'd be like, Corey, if he ever had that 
true a, a Jerry Rice type, you know, a Michael Irvin, those a true number one wide receiver, you know, big, and a bigger target as well. Not maybe not someone like Antonio Brown, a smaller guy. I'm talking about a, a bigger guy, you know, a true number one big guy. I wonder if he would have adjusted his game better here because I don't think he's ever had that. You know, they shipped uh, Kelvin Benjamin's gone now. You know, now he's got Devin Funches, who pretty much is another Kelvin Benjamin, but. And these guys are NFL wide receiver twos. They're not wide receiver ones. Exactly. He added uh, Torrey Smith, DJ Moore, a nice speed threat in the other uh, draft. That's great, but he doesn't have that true, you know. So uh, Chris Carter, I keep going to these the big guys who, uh, you know, big possession guys could score some touchdowns. I wonder if this would have incre- uh, enhanced or increased his development. Yeah, I, I tend to worry about it's a lot. It's a lot of issues. Um, looking at it, going into the situation, I just don't know. I, I know of Turner and that seven-step drop. I'm just like, I just don't see that mix of Cam and Norv really working out. I think that was a mistake to bring him in there. Um, <clears throat> so I think you need a more innovative play caller, offensive mind to get Cam going. I don't know if it's really going to work with Irv. That I would know of, excuse me. And that's what I would look at. Next uh, guy that we rank, next guy that they have ranked is QB6 is Carson Wentz. Wentz also coming off of ACL tier. What we saw with Wentz last year, a do-it-all type guy also. Um, hit, gets all his wide receivers involved, gets Ertz involved, not really giving you much as a runner, but he definitely has full control over that team and that offense. He's well coached. I have no problem drafting Carson Wentz if I get a clean bill of health. Mind you, he tore the ACL in November. So getting back, you know, you said you think he still can be ready, but I definitely he's a player I want to watch in training camp. Yeah, I think uh... – if they didn't have a backup, you know, Nick obviously Nick Foles did a pretty damn good job. If they didn't have someone like Foles, I think no doubt Wentz plays week one. But the fact that they do have Foles, I think they can pl- afford to play it more cautious, which means, yes, if you, uh, if you draft Wentz, you're going to have to draft Foles. You know, later on as, a, uh, as your caddy or another quarterback for that matter because you don't know if he's going to play week one, week four, week five, or whatever it might be. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm surprised. Because he tore it in December, you know, he had the surgery fairly right away. So that's going to give him nine, ten months to recover. I mean, when I had the surgery, it was 15 years ago. It was six to eight months before you could play. Yeah. And that, that's been cut down this day and age. And I don't know if he had the patella graft or a cadaver graft. If you have a cadaver graft, which is what it sounds like, by the way, they take the ligament out of a cadaver, the healing time is actually quicker, but there's a greater risk of infection. If you have a patella graft, it's six to eight months less risk. So I don't know which one he had there. But I wonder if there's something else going on there that really haven't told us besides the ACL. Did he do some other damage? Is that why we're getting the extra time that's taking him I to recover so. here? So I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think it, I think it has to be as well, or else he'd be there. So bottom line is, I have once again no problem drafting Wentz, but I'm going to need a good quarterback, not a great one, but a, a quarterback I can live with. Which in a, in a one quarterback league is doable. You can get a good second quarterback, but he, you're going to eat up a bench spot for a week, for you know a month. Six weeks, we don't know how long. So you have to be comfortable with doing that. If you're in a league with eight bench spots, who cares? No problem. But if you're only in a league with three, that can be quite annoying. Yeah, no doubt. I agree with you on that one, George. So, like I said, it, it's, it's a lot about what we see in here in training camp. But if I'm going to go when, and take a player coming off a torn ACL, it'll probably, it more likely to be Watson. Up next, seventh-ranked quarterback, according to Fantasy Pros, is Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints. We saw his numbers go down last year. That team went towards running the football more. Obviously, Drew's still one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Just seems like he's no longer one of the top quarterbacks in fantasy. Got the dynamic Thomas, uh, talent and Michael Thomas. Um, but, you know, and some other pieces spread around. And they did lose a couple guys this year. But for the most part, 
it seems like this team is going more towards Alvin Kamara than Drew Brees. And I think that at this point in Drew Brees' career, that's probably a smart thing to do. You know, like we talked earlier, Ingram's uh, suspended. And he's got four games suspension. They have a bye in week uh, six. So I don't know how much he's going to play in week five. That means Ingram's pretty much done until week seven. You know, so I'm not, I'm not really all that interested in Ingram in most leagues, by the way. Uh, as for New Orleans, their defense is better. You know, so they don't need Drew Brees to throw the ball 50 times a game and put up 40 yards and score 40 points. With Kamara, they can still run the ball. They have a very balanced offense. So I like what we've seen there. I think uh, that's going to continue. They, I think New Orleans saw that it worked last year. You know, having not relying on Brees. Brees is also getting up there in age, so you don't want him taking those extra hits. I have still have no problem with Brees as my quarterback one, but he's a guy I feel like I can wait on. You know, I don't uh, where three years ago uh, he'd be in that Ryan, round five uh, category with Aaron Rodgers. Now he's probably in the, with the rest of the guys in round eight. He's there. I'll grab him. If not, I move on. Uh, he's not. You know, he's thirty nine years old, so he's this is just not a guy who's going now. to. Yeah. Yeah, you hate this. I hate to say that, but you're right. That's really what he is. He's just a quarterback, just like so many of the others. All right, coming in, rank nine is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins now the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. He gets his big deal. He's got some weapons around him. And Rudolph, you know, he likes to throw the football to the tight end. Not to mention the fact you got Thielen and Thielen, excuse me, and Diggs, and you got Dalvin Cook in the background. Offense that was dynamic last year. Now they lose the head coach. I mean, excuse me, they lose the offensive coordinator. He goes to take the New York Giant job. But still, for the most part, that offense should be intact. It'll be a new system for Cousins going to a new uh, area. Do you think that there is a, 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 a learning curve that you worry about when you're taking Cousins? Or do you think, you know what, he's put up big numbers with teams with lesser talent? Are you all in on Cousins? No, no, no. I'm not shoving my chips all in with Cousins. Uh, I'm not saying I won't have him on a league or two, but he, I won't have him on three or four because there's no way I'll believe him in that many leagues. He's a, he's a quarterback. You know, he's around 10, around 11. He's there. Fine. You know, if he's the best available, fine. You know, he's in that group with so many of these other guys we're going to talk about now, the Staffords of the world, Ben Roethlisberger, you know, on and on. I, I like Cousins. I do think there's some hope there, but there's some worry as well. And you, you sort of stated it. New system, new players. What if it takes a month to get adjusted to these guys? You know, before he actually is in sync with these guys. I can't go one and three because Cousins uh, can't figure it out. I don't mind him, mind you, but he's in the same cluster with so many others. And he's the guy, like I said, if he's there in 10, 10, 11, fine. But I won't have him in, you know, a lot of leagues because I won't trust him that much. Matthew Stafford comes in as the ninth-ranked quarterback on in, uh, in Fantasy Pro's rankings. The thing with Stafford is, once again, it's kind of like, you have Stafford, you know, you know what you're going to get every week. You're going to get a little over 20 points. He's not really going to wow you in too many weeks. He also is not really going to hurt you in too many weeks. He is a draft value quarterback run type quarterback. And I'm not really interested in a guy like that, to be honest with you, unless I just have to take him. He's a safe guy. You know, yeah. he's safe. There's no, there's no upside and there's really no floor. You know, he plays most weeks. His weapons are solid. You know, I mean, tight end, they, they need to work on there. They still, I mean, unless you're truly a believer in LeGarrette Blunt, they still have work to do at running back. Maybe uh, the rookie, carry on Johnson, uh, gives them a spark there. Golden Tate, Marvin Jones. I'm, I like Kenny Galladay, too. I like, but I think I liked him last year, too. He didn't do much. But he, like, he is what he is. He's not a guy I reach for. He's a guy, he's there. He's the best. I need a quarterback in round 12. Fine. I'll take uh, Matthew Stafford. 
Yeah, that's kind of what what Stafford has become at this point, George. So just running down, that's the first two tiers of, of quarterbacks. And really, I think it's Watson that sticks out uh, as a guy that I would be in on. Also, Russell Wilson. The Carson Wentz thing is interesting. I want to pay attention to that. And I don't really – I think I agree with you on this one. I don't really mind Drew Brees, but I'm not going to do a backflip to draft Drew Brees. You know, I'll tell you a funny I mean, story it, about you. Go ahead. Oh, no, I want to hear the funny story. You know, uh, I've been playing fantasy football for almost 15 years now. And my home league was kind of like my only league for a lot of years. And I think the one year I owned Drew Brees, I had a terrible season. This had to be, oh, man, this is well over 10 years ago now. Do you know since then, since I had that bad season with Drew Brees, I have not owned Drew Brees on one single fantasy team in over in almost over a decade? Oh, I don't doubt it. I think I tell us all the time we, we we all have players that screwed us, and that we you know we can't I can't do again. Even if it's, even if it's subconsciously where you know you should, but you just can't pull that trigger. So I don't think that's uh, abnormal at all. I I um I equate it more for me. It's baseball with Jorge Posada. I know he was retired for a few years, but you know yeah, I've heard playing. you say that before. Yeah. All right. I had him one year. I traded for him at the deadline. It was the one year. I think it was the late 90s somewhere. And it was the one year where, I think, the second half, he only hit two home runs. And I ended up losing by, in that category, by where if he hit, you know, five, I win. But because he did that, I lost. And I, I blame it on him. Right or wrong, I, I blamed Jorge Posada, which is kind of ironic because I'm a Yankee fan. And I would never take him again. And I, I don't believe I ever did. So we all have things like that. Let me ask you a question. Now, I know you said you don't uh, play, uh, you do your home league anymore. But... I still do. And, you know, I always worry about the, the ethics since I'm, uh, you know, since I, I do this, uh, the radio shows, the writing. Do you, uh, when you did, did you feel it necessary? Because um, when I do my home league, it's a live draft. The guys are all here, you know, and, and some of the guys are very much into it, some not so much. What do you do when someone takes someone who, uh, I've had guys draft someone who was released that day or who's out for 16 years for an injury. Do you feel bad? Do you tell them? Before the, uh, you know, cause, and our rule is you can change your pick as long as you do, change it before the next guy makes his pick. So, you know, if, play, if player A takes, uh, you know, Joe Schmo, who's uh, just broke his leg at 18 places and is not going to play that year, but he didn't know that because he didn't read the news that day and takes him, would you tell him? No, of course not. I, 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 listen, I'm always talking <laughs> back. i always talking back to the King Scott angle. There are no friends in fantasy football. It's just, that's just the way it is. There are no friends in fantasy sports. This is a cutthroat thing. If you dra- let me tell you something. If you draft Barry, if you draft Calvin Johnson with the with the twelfth with the twelfth pick in the first round, I'm gonna be like Calvin Johnson's off the board. <laughs> Who's next? That's it. What? That's it. it what I no usually do is this. Fantasy. I don't offer up information, but if you ask me a direct question, I'll tell. I won't lie to you either. That's the I way I've, that. I've approached it. Yeah. If you if I you ask that. me, hey, before you make a pick, hey, uh, George, is Calvin Johnson okay? I'll tell you the truth. No, he broke his leg. He's out for the year. He retired. He retired three months ago. You might want to you know, read your news. But if you don't ask the direct question, then my lips are sealed. That's your business. That's your that is you got you gotta to come to this thing prepared. My thing with my home league is kind of first of all, it took forever to go PPR. The rosters are still too shallow. It's doing the fourteen round draft. The rosters are still too shallow. You know, you put the kicker and defense in there. So it's kind of, you know, the way I'm more accustomed to playing, they've kind of, they, you know, they only start, they start two running back, two wide receivers. I need that third wide. But what it really became about is, you know, me being on the radio and doing the writing and stuff like that and talking fantasy, guys were snicking my picks on every every chance they got. 
every chance oh, yeah. they got guys with snake in my picks, and I couldn't really put the teams together that I liked. That's so. I, I imagine that's true for all of us who play in our home leagues, who we all work for FNTSY. Do the. I mean, they all think we we have some uh, inside information, which of course, yeah, we do. But a lot of it's just also hunches, what we believe in. You know, like everybody else. But, uh, yeah, I, I get that all the time, too. And, uh, like I said, my one home league, our, our waiver wire works where it's posted on the board. You know, and if, you're, if you want to overclaim somebody, assuming you're ahead in the waiver wire order, you can. And whenever I post somebody, I know I'm not getting it. i got to play a game. Generally, I post players I don't want. So somebody will uh, take them, and this way their, their claim order will drop. Because everyone assumes that, uh, oh, George must know something. You know, he must want this player really bad. He must be really good this week. He must have a great matchup. What does George know? So they'll claim ahead of me. So I actually got to play like a spy game and claim players I don't want. I think that's true for most of us. Listen, it's what makes the game fun, you know, it, it, to, to get through that too. I, I, I do find, kind of find it ironic, but uh, hey, I, I, no complaints here. It's the rules of the rules. And there you go <laughs> right there. George, what do you think about this Des Bryant situation? I didn't get your opinion on that as a Cowboy fan. I was going to ask you that uh, next segment either way, uh, since we're both yeah. Cowboy fans here. I Listen, I don't blame the Cowboys at all for uh, talking to him about his contract. I would have offered him a reduction. I would not have released him. Not outright. Uh, if he would have taken a reduction, I think he was due $16 million this year. Let's say half. You know, or maybe even a little less, but incentives to get up there, I think that would have been good uh, for me. I could have I mean, I'm a Des Bryant fan for what the energy he brings. Uh, I mean, the ex. I mean, I'm a big Des Bryant guy. But uh, the, the, their production wasn't there. You know, so I don't blame them for moving on. But the problem is this. Who's Dak Prescott throwing to? There's no one there. Alan Hearns? Oh, yay. Uh, Williams now? He's, what, he got arrested last night? Are they going to release him too? Someone posted a stat last night. Uh, I don't know how true it is, but if Dallas does release Williams because of this uh, uh, DWI arrest, that uh, 72% of their receptions from last year are gone. Think of, and that's unheard of. You know, Witten retiring, no Dez, Williams, and, you know, it's, it's a mess. I, uh, I, think, I think they made a huge mistake in not signing Bryce Butler. I think he actually is a better receiver than Williams anyway. And letting him go I to agree. Arizona, I thought it was a mistake. I think, uh, listen, Corey, I think we're in for a long year, especially on offense in, uh, in Cowboy land this season. I think, I think, I think Ezekiel, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott will be uh, good to go, and I think he'll be motivated. I still think Dak is one of the top quarterbacks next year this time. I wouldn't be surprised if Dak is the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL because he um, has to um, – get his deal done. You're supposed to win when you've got these quarterbacks underneath these deals like this. It's what, Russ, it's what the Seahawks did with Russell Wilson. Now, once you have to extend them, pay the quarterback, it gets a little tougher to put it together with Dallas. Obviously, you got to look at the offensive line. The defensive line is finally starting to gel. You like Cole Beasley and what he can do. You also think that Rico Gathers can maybe take a next step up. Terrence Williams, Allen Hearns. It's a lot of just moving pieces. But here's the thing, George. You let Dak Prescott be the guy now. Don't worry about Des Bryant being the guy. Don't worry about Jason Witten being the guy. When it comes to the passing game, Dak Prescott is the guy. Kind of just playing pitch and catch, not have to focus on one wide receiver. I think it could open up the game for him a little bit. But if they, by any chance they let Terrence Williams go, this team could be in trouble. And the way I'm looking at Des, see that this is they should just bring Des doesn't have no market right now. They should bring him back for on a, on a cheaper salary. I agree. I agree with you there. I'm wondering if that's going to have to be what happens here. 
And I think that'd be great for the. I mean, could be the best of a worlds for everybody because Dez has no market. You know, he wants to go to an NFC East team. That's not going to happen. We thought teams would wait until after the draft when they didn't get a wide receiver. That's when they would sign him. Well, that hasn't happened. You know, it's just kind of silly for me, by the way, that no one can find room for Des Bryant. That doesn't make any sense. Yes, his production is down. It's not invisible. You know, so that's. Uh, I also wonder, Corey, what's going on here that we don't know about? You know, that all these teams don't want Des Bryant. No one's even bringing him in. You're not even hearing, oh, you know, so-and-so team brought him in for a workout today. We're not even hearing that. So either they're seeing something on film that's telling him he's done, which I don't believe, or there's something else going on here. Is he that much of a locker room problem? Which I you don't hear from that, at least not from the Cowboy players, that he is. So uh, I don't know. I think there's a lot of strange things going on here. I, I feel as if... This is one of those moves to make make the make the make life easier for the quarterback. His completion percentage to Des Bryant, uh, Dak Prescott, it was that is was terrible for the most part. Um, and I think a lot of people, I think the rumors around NFL circles is that Des Bryant is washed up. Des Bryant runs two route uh, routes, a slant and a back shoulder, and I think he has a and he does not. He's telling people that he does not really want to move into the slot. He still thinks he's a big time X wide receiver. So I think that's why people might be trending away from Des Bryant. But um, D- Dallas needs him. <laughs> the bottom line is Dallas needs him. <laughs> Dallas needs you or I oh, if we can man. run some routes right now. They've got some issues there. I think uh, passing on Calvin Ridley in the first round for the Cowboys. I didn't. I, you know, this this speaks to me of Jerry Jones not wanting to admit that by releasing uh, Bryant, he needed a wide receiver, so he passes up on Calvin Ridley. I uh, it's, it's not against Leighton again. Leighton Van Der Esch might be a very nice uh, linebacker, but Calvin Ridley, he fell into your lap, and passing on him, I think the Cowboys are going to uh, really rue that day they didn't take him. I think so. Also, with their their, with, I, I would Jerry spoke before the draft. And I believe it was a sense before the draft that Baltimore wasn't going to take Ridley and that Ridley would be there at 19 for the Cowboys. And Jerry said that the Cowboys were looking for a true X receiver and Calvin Ridley was not a true X receiver. So that they weren't as Calvin Ridley was more of a slot flanker and it didn't fit what they wanted to do offensively. But I'm like a talent like Calvin Ridley, you make it fit. Yeah, exactly. And you needed a wide receiver badly. Listen, you got Gallup in round three, so that I mean, he's not really fantasy worthy unless you're playing in a really deep league or a dynasty league. Uh, so maybe it works out, but uh, I'm worried because listen, if I'm a defensive coordinator, everybody plays in the box. I'm stopping Ezekiel Elliott. Force anybody, anybody else to beat me. Force Hearns. Force Williams. Cole Beasley. Yay. Force these guys to beat me, and I don't think it can be done. Uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott is not going to be the reason I lose to the Cowboys. You're just going to take him out the game and then just be like, listen, somebody else has got to beat us. That's it. Yeah, you have to. You have to. Don't let the big man beat you. Don't let the best player beat you. I'm putting eight, nine guys in the box. Everyone else gets one-on-one coverage. There's not no Jason. Not that Witten really could do much either, but there's no tight end to worry about. And Jeff Swain, yay. So uh, I'm. Uh, I, this is not going to change my drafting of Ezekiel Elliott, by the way, because I think he's going to get plenty of opportunities. Uh, but he's really more of a top five back than a top three for me this season in fantasy. But I, if I'm a DC, anybody but Ezekiel Elliott can beat me. Anybody. Let Dak prove he can do it. You know, let one of these, wide rec- these pretty much no-name wide receivers do it, but not Ezekiel Elliott. Go. Right there. I agree with you. I think that's the stance that they were uh, going to take also. Moving right along, getting back to some of these quarterback rankings. Um, 
let me ask you this. When you go through, I want to go through back to the 10th-ranked quarterback. Um, Right now, this is Fantasy Pro's consensus, early consensus quarterback rankings for 2018. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson's Tom Brady is third. Deshaun Watson, fourth. Cam Newton, fifth. Uh, Carson Wentz, sixth. Drew Brees, seventh. Kirk Cousins, eighth. Matthew Stafford, ninth. Coming in and spot 10 in these rankings is Big Ben Roethlisberger, quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. First, I want to talk about how much of a piece of trash Ben Roethlisberger is because for the past two seasons, he held this team hostage. He held that organization hostage, threats of retirement. So finally, they go out and draft the Aaron Perrin at quarterback, and he gets an attitude. What? Come on, Ben, with the ego already. I said the same thing with Joe Galini yesterday. I, I hate Ben Roethlisberger for uh, this, really not what I hate for more of the things he's done with uh, – the women in his background, he's had problems with. Uh, I think uh-huh. he, I think he is a piece of trash. But then he goes off about Pittsburgh drafting Mason Rudolph. You've been telling your team you're going to retire for two years. And w- by the way, who cares if you've been Rossberg that they drafted Rudolph? He's not starting over you. There's no chance in hell he's starting over you. So what the hell are you worried about? You're going to lose a few reps? Yeah, if I would think, hey, I wouldn't even mind that. I'd take a little bit of a breather during practice. So I don't understand this at all. Is he that much of a head case, or is he that insecure that he truly believes Rudolph is a threat to his job? As long as Ben wants to play, he's the starter. There's been no decline in his play. He doesn't have to worry about Mason Rudolph. He wasn't a first-round pick where the team, uh, the media, and the fans are going to want to see him. Pittsburgh is still a legitimate threat, you know, to the Patriots or to whatever, or in the AFC, whatever we want to phrase it. And it's because of Ben, because of what he can do. So I didn't understand him being so. I mean, get off my lawn type of uh, this thing. Ever. I just didn't get that at all. I mean, he's just that, that much of a jerk. Not really. It, it, it's crazy, right? Like, is it that serious? I mean, you, you, like, it, everything you said is, is the truth. Weird. I mean, just, just weird. What, what is he, really, what is he worried about? I mean, it, it's not like if you're, you know, uh, trying to go the, the rookie quarterbacks. I mean, I, I guess, I guess, I guess none of us, none of us, none of the teams can really compete with Sam Bradford that they drafted a rookie. But it's not like that situation where they, a top ranked rookie, you know, a top five, top ten pick uh, came in, where you know the media and the fans want to see these guys. Yeah, you know, in today's NFL, it's different from when you and I were growing up. You know, generally quarterbacks sat. You know, rookie quarterback sat for two to three years to learn behind the starters. It, it is different nowadays, mainly because of the contracts. In four years, they're gone. So, you, you know, you want to see what you have in these guys. So, I get it. Garoppolo really never got a chance with New England. Now, did he? You know, they developed him, pretty much traded him uh, to San Fran, who got a gift. So, uh, I would get it if he was a top-ranked guy. Then, Ben, I, I, could, I could sort of understand it more. Mason Rudolph is not a threat to Ben, and he has to know this. His agent had to tell him this. He's no threat. I'm sure Pittsburgh told him this. Granted, it's a team. Teams lie all the time. But, uh, I mean, I don't understand why he was so mad. And, like I said, I would also feel differently if you had been saying for years, oh, I'm playing until I'm 45 like Brady. You know, but you didn't. You've been threatening to retire each offseason. We were, you know, us in the media, we've been waiting for you to say you're coming back each uh, after each season because we weren't sure. And now you're mad that the team is covering themselves just in case? I mean, once again, it makes no sense to me. No sense. The ego on Ben Roethlisberger is something else. And well, we always kind of knew that, but you're just, it's just funny to see it in action right here in this in this situation. So, um, But as far as Ben Roethlisberger for fantasy, listen, we always know about the home and road splits, how stark they are and stuff like that. 
Uh, once again, he comes in and there's that just guy type quarterback, nothing special. You're on the tenth round and you get drafted. The quarterback running started. If Ben Roethlisberger is there, you might want to snatch him up, but also get somebody else for those weeks when Ben Roethlisberger is on the road because those splits are real. Coming in at number eleven, George is Jimmy Garoppolo. Here we go. Jimmy Garoppolo is 11 in these rankings, but I can see Jimmy Garoppolo going as high as the fifth or sixth quarterback off the board. That's how real the hype train is. Ah, <laughs> uh, you people are nuts. Uh, yeah, he's what, 5-0 at the start? He's never going to lose a game. Never. He's going 16-0 and this year. He's going to throw 500 <laughs> touchdowns. I mean, come on. Uh, no. Uh, listen, let's look at his schedule here. You know, just uh, a little fun little thing here. Week one, he plays at Minnesota. Boy, that'll be fun, right? Because Minnesota doesn't have a defense. Week three at Kansas City. Week four is at the, uh, the Chargers. I didn't say San Diego. I'm proud of myself. Uh, so job. three of the first four games are tough. On the road at, uh, against really good defenses here. It does ease up after that. You know, he's got an Arizona, uh, Green Bay. He does play the Rams, Arizona again. But you know, he's going to get up to a tough start this year. I have no problem drafting Garoppolo, but he, listen, if he's around, around 11, 12, I am not reaching for him whatsoever. You know, let's see what he can do here over a full season where teams are prepared for him, where they're prepared for the 49ers. You know, the 49ers sucked when he took over last year. No one was really worried about them, and he sort of took them by surprise. That's, that won't be the case this season. You know, they, there's a lot of hype around him and the 49ers. They could actually be, uh, you know, could be a playoff team, could fight for a wild card there. Uh, it's Yad McKinnon, great. You know, where's the rest of his receivers? Marquise Goodwood, Pierre Garçon will be back. Trent Taylor, your tight ends, George Kittle. I mean, okay. I mean, it's it's uh, blah, blah. There's not great weapons here. You know, I don't even know, honestly, if I could take Garoppolo over several other quarterbacks, which means I don't even know if he'll be in my top 10, top 12. If Luck's healthy, I'm taking Luck. I would take Cousins. We already discussed that. Phillip Rivers, we haven't talked. I'll take Phillip Rivers over him. You know, he's in that mix with like Alex Smith, Jared Goff, Roethlisberger I'd put there, maybe Mahomes, Winston. He's in Matt Ryan. He's in sort of that mix with all these other guys for me. I don't see all, I don't see what all the hype is about other than he won five games when his team sucked and no one cared. No doubt about it. And Andrew Luck, obviously healthy. I think he's going to be interesting to see where he gets drafted. He can come as a steal because, listen, the guy is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. Just got to figure out what they're going to do around him and get his body together. What do you think about Jared Goff for fantasy? Uh, we I like mean, what McVay can what... do. He's got some pieces. My thing is this. All right. right. The Rams, that defense is good. The running back is great. You don't need the quarterback to do much there. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying you want to turn him into a game manager, but you're not going to need to unleash him. You know, I, you like the weapons he has, though. My God, you like the weapons. You had Brandon Cook, so there's your deep threat. Robert Woods who had a career season last year. Cooper Cup, who uh, really enough for a couple of drop uh, touchdowns, he'd have had a bigger season. I like Josh Reynolds too, for that matter. I mean, the weapons are there. Tyler Higby's an up and coming tight end, along with uh, Gerald Everett. I already mentioned the defense and the players they've added there. He should. I think he should be better. But I'm, I just don't think they're going to need to unleash him. I think he could end up being exactly. a Troy Aikman type. You know, a very good quarterback, but they don't need to unleash him because the other parts are so good. Yeah, the other pieces are moving. You know, screen pass, touchdowns, the deep, the deep game not really going to be there 
uh, for him because there's really no reason to be to challenge the defense that vertically. Even though when you bring in a player like Cooks, you must think that one would want to challenge the defense vertically. They didn't do it last year with Watkins, but you do think it's going to be some nice red zone work. So I think he's, you know, a guy. Like him better and probably more so as a QB2 kind of see what he develops in. If you wait a little bit too long, he's not going to kill you if you take Jared Goff. Uh, Jameis Winston, I think Jameis Winston can bounce back. I think Jameis Winston kind of has to bounce back at this point. He was a guy coming in really in the top 10 last year as far as going off the board on draft day. Did not live up to those expectations because of injury and poor play. I'm willing to go back to Winston this year, though. Quarterback two for me. I want and a quarterback one. I, I can't do it unless everything else just falls okay. wrong. People are taking two quarterbacks before I take one. Then I I could see where it's happened. I mainly because he burned that? me last year. I, you know, I've had leagues with guys who are taking four quarterbacks for I've taken one. I was like, what the hell are you doing? You know, and you hear, oh, I, I'm going to trade one. I mean, well, no, you're not oh, going to trade one. No one's going to give you value. Uh, it's it's been, it's been weird. It drives you uh, nuts when you see somebody doing that because uh, you know, they have taken a quarterback I want, but I'm, I'm not going to give you value over somebody. It's just uh, not not something I'm going to do, but uh, we've all seen it. Uh, he's a quarterback two for me, not a quarterback one. I do think there's upside there. You know, maybe we are, maybe I'm wrong. They are going to unleash him. I just don't think they need to. But once again, he's in that mass, that mass of humanity at quarterback with all these other guys, and they'll all be there in double-digit rounds. So I'll sort of have my pick. And maybe he's the guy I'm going to pick. But my belief is, like I said, I think the, uh, the Aikman comparison is right on for me. I think he's, he's good, but they're not going to need to let him throw the ball over the field. They won't need that to do that to win games. They'll win games with their defense. They'll win games with their offense. I think Brandon Cook sort of does replace Watkins. He's exactly what he does to bring the safety away from the Robert Woods, the underneath play, to get the safety out of the box for Todd Gurley. I think that's exactly what Brandon Cooks is expected to do. All right, and Matt Ryan's another player that's coming in pretty lowly ranked this year. Matt Ryan is one of the big secrets of the fantasy football drafts this year. Matt Ryan is generally very, very good in the second year of a system. You saw Matt Ryan start to get more comfortable with the offense down the stretch last year. Matt Ryan's another player that's going at Steelers in draft. He's got some pieces around him. George, I'm going to be owning Matt Ryan on a few fantasy football teams this year. I'm with you there, Corey. We'll be fighting for him because he's the guy. Out of all these guys you just mentioned, he's probably the one I'm going to target here. I love the Ridley addition. I really do. I think it completes this offense. Mohamed Sanu, too. Now you got three great receivers. Uh, the tight end's okay. Running back, I believe, is good. Even if Freeman gets hurt, I like uh, what Coleman can do. I like Edo Smith, too. So, yeah, I think Ryan bounces back this year. I'm not saying he's going to be the MVP uh, type player he was two years ago, but I think he bounces back. But that value as a quarterback in a quarterback one league that you can get in rounds 10, 11, 12, whatever, I'm going to like him an awful lot. Yeah, I'm going to be, it's going to be a player that I'm going to be investing in. So, uh, Matt Ryan, just get ready to hitch on. What about our guy, Dak Prescott? No, I already said, I think that Cowboy passing offense is a disaster. I think it's going to be really bad this season. Uh, I think the defense is better than what people think. But I think the offense is sort of a work in progress here. Uh, this could change. Like I said, they, if they do add dead Brez Bryant, I'd probably like it a little bit more, take some of the pressure of Ezekiel Elliott. But right now, I'll say it again, if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm not letting Elliott beat me. I'm going to force Dak to do it. And with the weapons, I don't think it's all his fault. With the weapons around him right now, I don't think he can. And Pat Mahomes comes to mind now. I'm like this with Mahomes. Let everybody else overdraft him. If you get in a small league and he's there as a quarterback too, I don't mind taking him. I'm not really going to draft Mahomes as a QB1. I just want to see it first. I can't go off the hype, George. I agree. Once again, uh, you and I are definitely on the same wave. I agree again. 
Uh, I don't mind him if he's there, but I think he's going to be overdrafted. I think people are going to really uh, think he's the next to Sean Watson over one game. And even Watson's only played a few more games than that. Uh, so he won't be on my team because of the overdrafting. If, if he was there in that double-digit round where I'm taking my quarterbacks, he'd be certainly be somebody I look at. I also don't love the weapons around him. I mean, Kelsey, Tyree Kill, probably like to see a little bit more there. He, uh, yeah, I, I think I'd like him on one team, but I don't know if I'll get him because I think he's going to go more than round eight, round nine range. No doubt about it. So there you go right there. Lastly, let me ask you quickly. Only got a minute left in the program, George. want to thank you. want to thank my man PJ back there in the fantasy pit of misery. Um, what are you going to do with Lamar Jackson? Uh, nothing in a, uh, I think he does play this year, but Flacco, uh, his guaranteed money is done this after this season. So Ravens don't really owe him much, but I think he does start the season. Mayfield takes over after that. Dynasty or keeper leagues, though, he's someone I'm interested in. I think he can have some value as a runner. I think they're going to try to get him on the field, use him in some different ways. Um, last pick of the draft, I have no problem with Lamar Jackson. Like you said, definitely in Dynasty and Keeper. For George Kurtz, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive for Fantasy Football Frenzy. We out.